0: So, welcome to another episode of what we're listening to. We have another special interview for you today with um, a long-standing um, musician that Josh and I chat a lot about, and I'm super honoured to have Pierre, um Brayden, or Bray, on the podcast. Welcome.
1: Hey, you can uh, you can call me Bray. That's, that's
0: Bray. Best. Sure.
1: sorry no 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 I honestly don't I don't mind what you call me but that's probably the easiest
0: I I have a question about beer but first of all I just wanted to say and like this the thing that spurred me on was the release of your new like your self-titled album on vinyl and I wanted to say congratulations like thank you that is awesome and Uh, big
1: (laughs) yeah I was uh I've been meaning to do it for about what seven years so I'm glad to finally get it done (laughs)
0: no it's um it it looks lovely um so cool you've got all the lyrics and stuff in there and i'm i'm really looking forward to kind of getting that in my hands but i'm patient i know it'll be around christmas time (laughs) and so i will enjoy that um, thank you around that time thanks thanks
1: thanks for grabbing one
0: (laughs) no easy i am glad i got one because it looks like they are selling like hotcakes which is fantastic so you know funds the next one no but uh, <laughs> that's fantastic um just a random question on bray and bier uh, yeah. is there a is there a meaning behind the name bier is there something that kind of came to you related to your name or is it something completely different
1: <laughs> i've made up many lies about this over the years um, mm-hmm. but i've uh, <laughs> i'm happy you to can tell, make up tell another. The, no <laughs> no i'm happy to tell the <laughs> truth these days um <laughs> i Honestly, uh it was something very uh stupid and that was um I was you know working on music and uh, my nickname at the time from a few friends was Bear and hmm. uh, which is just sort of the autocorrect version of Bray and right. <laughs> and so people called me Bear and I was making some music and I didn't know what to call it and mm-hmm. I loved Rós and and I loved yep. Iceland and all of that. And my friend was like, You're like the Australian Bjork. You're Bier. And I saw it That of, is very cool. <laughs> yeah. I just released a few <laughs> few little demos under that name as a joke. Um, it mm. really wasn't serious. And then it just sort of stuck and people were like, just you know, just roll with it. So yeah.
0: That is very cool. I like that a lot. Doesn't feel good. It's cool. interesting because <laughs> It's interesting because, okay, so I'm just checking your band camp now um, because I remember back in like 2015, 2017, I can't remember, you had in the description something to do with Iceland and something to do with like folk stories and maybe you don't want me to bring this up, but I remember remember when I first um, came across your music, I was like, "Oh, this is interesting." Yeah, and there was the beer with the little flick on the e, and and, okay, cool. (laughs) Is that no longer kind of a thing, or is that more of you know along the same lines as your name at the beginning? Or
1: there are many, there are many uh, seasons in beer, and yeah, uh, that's fair. I would say uh, my friend sometimes writes my. Bios and uh, he's a funny guy. Uh, he's a great writer uh, and he comes up with really creative ideas and he really likes things to be pretty narrative. Um, mm. And so I, I love getting him to write those. And uh, yeah, he wrote that one and we just sort of rolled with it. And at the probably my first couple of shows, I actually told the audience I was from Iceland um, another lie. <laughs> It's and, very Sofian of you. <laughs> yes, yes, I was very inspired by Sofiane and his stories. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I remember. So uh, I feel like I'm jumping, but that's okay. Did you get to see Sofian when he did Age of Odds in Sydney?
1: Uh, I did in Adelaide. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but it cool. was that. It was that tour. It was what yeah, 20, 2011 yeah. or so. Yeah, it was amazing. Yes. One of the, one of yeah. the greatest shows I've been to.
0: It's pretty incredible Um, Impossible Soul was something to remember Um, So I remember him telling these ridiculous stories (laughs) That would go on and on and on And one about um, something about Coming out like coming out of his house, and there was a fire, and then the fire oh yes, the, the seven them.
1: the seven swans story. Yes, incredible. Yeah.
0: yeah, did you get seven swans or did you get all delight Oh yeah,
1: which one? We might have that, got um the predatory wasp with the palisades. uh Oh okay, he has cool. a, he has a story for that one as well. Might have been that.
0: Yes, <laughs> very nice. Yeah, and I mean that's fun. That that kind of fiction around uh, music is really fun. Yeah. Um we we'll, we'll come back to fiction it's something that i want to chat about as well but i wanted to kind of preface this i don't know if i've ever talked about it on the podcast but um just how i found your music and how like <laughs> it kind of came across my radar ironically it was when i was living in north america mm-hmm. and friends in north america were like hey you should check out this new <laughs> band that like is from australia and they called bier i was like what? And it was on this podcast, uh, sorry, on this website called Spirit You All Music. Okay. I don't know if you ever saw the review. Did you catch this?
1: I'm not sure <laughs> yeah, i don't I don't remember at all. I'm sorry.
0: No, that's fine. So it was really interesting because um <clears throat> it was run by this guy, Justin, and he was really good at digging up really interesting kind of music with interesting themes in it. Sometimes spiritual, sometimes not And so he was like, picked this out I was like, this is cool, really cool He really liked it And that was when like I started listening to this In the middle of a Canadian winter <laughs> And there was something very moving about self-titled That kind of met me at a certain time and a certain place And so I kind of connected with it on that level And so, I don't know, I just... And ever since then, you know, now back in Australia, and now listening to more of your music, like it, it changes, and the seasons are different. Mm-hmm. But I, I do remember that first connection, um, yeah, that's, that's, which is interesting.
1: Yeah, that is uh, that is funny. I've actually had a few Australians that that's sort of happened to. Um, <laughs> they've they've learnt about it through their American friends. So
0: yeah, just <laughs> cool. And I mean, it's really interesting. Um, what's the line? I never got up north. Um, yeah. Uh, something, yeah something and it it ones. just, yeah was that was that about Washington state or washington d c
1: uh Washington state, for sure, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so I was in Vancouver, which is just above, yeah, and it kind of it had that vibe it has it had the right vibe of what I awesome. was kind yeah, of enjoying perfect. at the time, yeah, um, I did jump one thing I wanted to say, one of my reasons, uh, like we Josh and I have been enjoying music for a long time, um but and I've been trying to kind of chat with people, you know, more over the past year and stuff, but I I kind of was spurred on by having a bit more time and also going, you know, you've had a lot of new things going on in the past like little while with, you know, vinyl and your gig at the Horden with Laney and like a whole bunch of, you know, stuff that's happened in the past year and a bit. And I was like, you know, would would a uh, Bier be up for a chat? And you were, and I'm very honored, so thank you for that. Um, I kinda of wanted to just I mean, if it's too much of an origin story, you can just fob it off. <laughs> That's fine. Um So is how did you get started with music? It you mentioned like early Beer demos. Is this your first thing? You've got secret <laughs> projects you don't no, share. Certainly you know? not
1: my first thing. No. Yeah. I uh I started uh, we, we just had some instruments in the house, like a piano and a nylon, and mm. I was always sort of tinkering when I was young, but I, I never really, I was like way more of an athlete than a musician. Um, mm-hmm. but my, my parents were pretty encouraging, um, cause my sister, she was really good at music and, um. And I picked it up pretty quick and they, I think they, <laughs> they never did. And so when they saw us, they were like, wow, like, you guys need a really, so <laughs> I, I got encouraged. Nice. I played guitar, played at church, did all of that. And then I just loved writing. And um, so I started mm. a band when I was probably 14 or 15 and it was like hardcore music.
2: Yeah, Um, nice.
1: Like sort of screamo scene. We had a really good scene here in Adelaide, um, and this is this is like mid two thousands, so it was Mm -hmm. sort of popping like everywhere, and yeah, just played hardcore music for ages. Joined a couple of bands, um, sort of did that till I was about (laughs) twenty, and then when that all ended, that's when I sort of went. I need to start writing some more. Serious is the wrong word, but probably more just true to what I was enjoying and more earnest. Mm. Um, sort of, I was I'd sort of moved on from only listening to Screamo, and I was you know listening to Boniver mm. and the National and Sufjan. So mm-hmm. yeah. Were you
0: playing guitar in these hardcore bands or were you yeah. singing? and Yeah.
1: A bit of shouting, but but nothing. Yep. It was mainly just guitar, yeah.
0: Is this like Under Oath style or? Very s- Under Oath. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, very Under Oath, Norma Jean. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the Chariot. <laughs> oh, man.
0: I feel like I, I hear you exactly. <laughs> I may or may not have done many, uh, you know, cut, like, Jams of they're only chasing safety kind of stuff, you know.
1: Uh, yeah. like. I, I was a bit after that. I, I sort of hate that album, but no, I I, oh. I, <laughs> I don't oh. hate hate, but I I <laughs> I was definitely more into the like more chaotic, angry side of things and the less singi- <laughs> singing um side of yeah, things. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Aaron uh, stuff, more oh, yeah. Spencer. Loved yeah, loved cool. Spencer. Okay, that's cool. So then you kind of like started writing folk songs. I love Bonnieiver stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, just, that's cool. I don't know. It was just, you know, it's what I, and this is my whole life with with art in general. It's just what what I'm sort of led to, what I'm inspired by at the time, and I just sort of do it. So there's no um, there's there's no real reasoning. It's just, you know, what do I want to do today? and mm-hmm. I just sort of follow that.
0: Yes. yep. So were the sessions for self-title, like, do you, you mentioned before to me, there are no B-sides, like, (laughs) so are these nine songs, like, there was a lot that was cut that was like, or, you know, um, I'm just interested, like, how much material did you have coming into recording self-titled, like? Uh, You know, are you the person who writes a hundred songs and trims it down to nine?
1: (laughs) No, no. I am now. um, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to uh, because I want to write hopefully better things. Um, But I was, I just wanted to release something and I wanted to sort of Mm. prove to myself um, and and prove to others because I've been talking about doing it for so long. I just wanted Mm. to release something. Mm. Um, and so I, I quit uni, I got dumped and I took out a loan. (laughs) Um, Mm. and I just went, you know, I'm just going to learn how to do this. And Mm. so I just went for it. And I, I honestly think I would have at most written 11 songs and it was Mm. nine on the album. Um, I just, I, everything I, I used to write things and that was it. It was like that's the song, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> here we are, I'm releasing it. I just had no <laughs> filter. Um, so those songs are really like a lot of them were written and a lot of them were written and recorded in half a day sort of. Right.
2: Yeah.
0: That's cool. And are you like, I, as always, feel free to be like, nah, I want to keep my secrets. Are you playing a lot of the stuff on self-titled? Like I know that you have a good collective of musicians around you, but this first one, was that kind of more of a solo thing or a group band thing?
1: Um, no, it wasn't, it wasn't. It was very solo in its writing and arranging and there was no jamming or anything. Um, mm-hmm. There was no band per se, but I definitely had, um, you know, I, I'm very average at drums and I can't play, you know, trumpets and and violins right, or anything. Yep. So, so, yeah, definitely had a lot of friends doing that stuff. And I also on that album um, like had a lot of other people singing. So Dan White, cool. um, one of my good friends, he features heavily as a vocalist on that album.
0: Oh, cool. Nice. It, it, it feels like it is mostly you to me. It's like <laughs> yep. I can hear it and I, I hear obviously all, all the harmonies and stuff behind things, but it, it doesn't sound like multiple people to me.
1: That's yeah, I, I've I have had people say that, and and for sure there is. Uh, we have a similar tone, and I'd written a lot, or well, probably all of the melodies, so <laughs> they probably do come out like me. But he is, uh, he's definitely the better singer. Um, <laughs> if you, you just listen to the one with the sweet voice, and you go, like, "Ah, that's Dan," um, <laughs> and I, uh,
0: you're too, you're too self deprecating.
1: Uh no no honestly I I and to be honest I'd never r- really sung <laughs> mm. but I just wanted to and some of the songs I'd written I was like I'm not good enough at this um mm. so he would sing the ones where I felt inadequate and it, you know nice he's great
0: That's very cool I mean like a- and just to to also props to you If Like regarding the melodies, I feel like on self-titled, every song has some hook and I was always kind of like, when I was listening to this one, I was like, oh, that's this one with that (laughs) melody and I really love that. And I felt, yeah, I hadn't encountered, well, I have encountered, but like it holds itself up because of each song feeling really strong. Like, you know, there's no filler on this one. and. That's cool. I like that. That's that's uh, yeah. kind of album I love. <laughs> <laughs> I uh,
1: yeah. I just like <laughs> I like songs um, that sound mm-hmm. simple, but I I just like every song meaning something and 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 having a real uh, like I want to love every song. I would never mm. just do something to sort of fill the gaps. Like I just, I don't believe in it right. at all. That's I think that's a pretty pop way of looking at um, mm. producing music. So I've just never, yeah. I,
0: oh, I, I also meant just more people writing a song thinking it's good, but it's not actually good.
1: <laughs> no, I, I think I do that a lot, but, uh, but thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah. More like, you know, it's interesting. I was so Random jump again. I was listening to that playlist you posted the other night. Um, just mm-hmm. on the way home today. Um, the one on Spotify, Truth or something or something. Yep. Um, and it came up with an Arcade Fire song, Crown of Love. I was like, mm. ah, brilliant. <laughs> I was then thinking about like everything now and some of their later albums and like how just you know how there were those songs which they kind of put out. They're like, this is amazing. I'm like, oh, it just really isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, And that's, you know, that's why you hear on Neon Bible And especially the suburbs, you know Which for me is just kind of brilliant from start Mm. to finish Like I feel like all of those songs They think they're strong and they really sound incredible Um, And that's what I mean about like no filler Not deliberately writing a filler song But like you've just written some great songs That all fit together cohesively And I think that's why... Out of your albums I love self-titled the most Even And like I've been listening Through your stuff again Kind of preparing To chat with you And We'll get to it But like Man Like You've written some Great tunes across all of it I just love the Cohesiveness of self-titled That's all Yeah
1: Thank thank you very much To me It it in some ways Feels the least cohesive Um, Mm -hmm. But I I definitely understand Why Why people have that Relationship Mm. with it Yep
0: I don't want to elaborate too long but like so this this album has like influences of North America and things like like we've discussed uh, no we haven't discussed discussed but I know that you've mentioned things that you are really kind of moved by like Twin Peaks and Tolkien and stuff like is that like a part of your writing process like is this album reflecting on all sorts of media or is this, do you write an album that's like, oh, this is about a particular moment in time or that sort of thing? Like the, I feel like your lyrics, there are lines which speak directly and then a lot of lines which kind of, uh, you know, still giving options for meaning and people <laughs> inter- interpreting their own way. Like yep. I don't know if that's a clear question.
2: Um,
1: I'll, (laughs) I'll find a question about what's,
0: what's this (laughs) album about? (laughs) Uh,
1: Look, as I, as I said, like I didn't have a, there, there was no concept. It was really Mm -hmm. just, I want to express myself right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to sort of tell people who I am and, and where I'm at. Mm. Um, and, and it's that, it's 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 really always that simple, you know, that's mm. just artistic expression, I guess. It's just, yeah. hey, here I am and it's hard to have, frame that as a conversation maybe. And yeah. there are a lot of people I know in different spaces and I can't have a conversation where I tell them about everything mm. I've done and where I've been and how my heart's broken and <laughs> all of that. Mm. So it's yep. like, it's nice to be able to, I guess do that, and I I felt like I just had things to share. I mm. and I think that's what that album is. It's just I feel like I've had a lot of interesting experiences in the last four or five years in my you know late teens, mm. early twenties, and I just want I want to share that. Um, yeah, and hopefully people can connect. Uh, that's in, cool. You know, it's it's. That, I think that's that's it. Yeah.
0: And I don't want to detract from the kind of you know when you ask someone what's the song about, it's like well the so- the song wouldn't be written if I could say it in words kind of thing. Yes.
1: Yeah. And yeah.
0: and yeah. I guess for me like my connection, like I said, living in Canada at the time, it felt it felt very placed or it felt very much like a a memory connection for mm-hmm. me. And so I mean. A lot of albums are like that for me. But it it was still now when I listen to some of the songs, I can remember washing dishes and looking out the window (laughs) at the snow falling, and that was the placed memory for me. And in a strange way, it was making me remember uh, Australia, like Mm. because I wasn't there and, you know, you were at different times in Australia. And so it was this funny connection where I'm both connecting with the place I'm in and then thinking about the place that I wasn't. So for me it was kind of placed. It was a placed album.
1: Yes. I mean I was certainly influenced and trying not to copy um, Bon self titled uh, <laughs> But that's, okay. that's a place album and that's mm. full of names of places. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was that for me as well. Um, but I obviously can't have that same sort of <laughs> connection with it because it's mine. Um. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's interesting. I've never really. I like, of course, I can hear elements of Bonivir in some ways, like, but I don't instantly connect with "Forever, Forever Go." Is that that's his first? Yeah, that. Yeah. Um, I don't think of that exactly. Like, interestingly, I think. 22 a million, a little bit more, hmm. but I mean, that's, that's different things. So, I mean, yeah, that's cool. I'm, I, I can hear that connection with, with Bonnie. Interesting. Something you said about like songs are just kind of reflecting where you are. Um, I was listening to Phil Elvram from the microphones. Mm-hmm. Um, his, he released a album, uh, last year or the year before called microphones in 2020. and. There's one line he says, he's like, anyway, every song I've ever sung is about the same thing, standing on the ground, looking around, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that. And that's similar, you know, to your statement about, you know, you didn't necessarily have an intention, You've got a thematic album. It's songs that connect that are about whatever's going on. And that's cool. Yeah. Um, so I want to just kind of chat, like, I remember when your All Roads EP came out or actually before that you had Waiting for the Sun as a single. Um, uh,
1: yeah. Oh, yes. I got going to yeah. the sun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which was, which was, um, quite different from, from self-titled. <laughs> yeah. And like this bridge between, you know, self-titled and, uh, now there are some things that will change. Um, so what was what was going on there musically? Like do you want to talk about you know what you were trying to do or things about this EP? Like I'm curious because I don't know a lot about it and it's got some I listened to it again this week and it's got some great songs on it.
1: Oh, thank what you. Was- I I don't oh, it's hard to place myself back then, hmm. but I think what actually happened was um Tom who is Lost Leo, who's a good friend of mine. Um,
0: oh, did he play guitar in? Yes, like, yeah,
1: yeah. on tour, Yeah, So he sent me this harp mm. uh, and like a, I think there was a beat under it, like a little drum beat, and he said, hey, do you want to like write anything over this? And I just straight away was like, just played these chords, sung going to the sun um, mm. and sent it back. And he was like, this is sick. Do you just like want this? (laughs) And I was like, yes, I do. (laughs) So I sort of, yeah, it's one of those things, like a sound inspires you or feels right and you write something, like a melody comes out really easily and um, the lyrics came out really easy and I was like, this is cool, this is fun. Like I want to release something that's uh, sort of a, uh, what say like a 90 degree sort of, turn um mm. like i want yeah i just like sort of not shock is the wrong word because it's not shocking like it's pretty simple it's just music um but i i like doing those little turns and yeah. i like when artists release something like sufjan releasing age of odds and yeah bon Iver every album <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. You, know, you just like, or like uh, Kanye Jesus to me is yep. iconic. Um, so I, I went, okay, I want to release this. This will be fun. I did that. And then I had sort of some songs, uh, just demos. And I thought these sort of fit in that world, you know, um, mm. and I don't really have enough, <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd say inspiration at the time to do a full album. And we were playing a lot of shows back then. Um, yeah, cool. And so I just thought, you know, I'll, I'll release a little EP. That'll be fun. And, yeah, so it it was once again, there was no real <laughs> clear intention. It was just mm-hmm. this is the sound that feels right and that's inspiring me. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's cool. Yeah, that's – and and that's wonderful when, like, you just kind of – there's some sort of little small spark that kind of lights up a new, you know, a new project. Very small, you know, four songs, but like it's it's very cool. And and like it was nice hearing that. I remember when the single came out, I was like, oh, cool, like this is different. I mean, Firefall was one of my favorites of self-titled. Probably mm-hmm. is my favorite, and it had a similar, you know. There's the synth. Um, so there was elements of that kind of tronica, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but this was quite different again and yeah, cool art too. Quite, oh, yes, quite was, iconic sort of, um. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. bit of 80s sort of thing going on
2: there.
1: Yeah. Well, Tom and, and Matt, my other friend who was, uh, in that band at the time, they're very, they love their 80s. They love, you know, the 1975 and, um. And they just yeah. love that sort of aesthetic. So, you know, I was hanging out with them too much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, um, All Roads Lead to You feels like um the the keys sound off what's that song of Bonnie vers um self titled
1: um, Oh uh right is, is it uh Beth, Re- Beth or- Rest. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely. It's so It's so inspired cheesy. by that and it's yeah. also inspired by uh, there's a few Coldplay songs that sort of use similar stuff. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Which, um, which Coldplay stuff do you enjoy?
1: Oh, uh, Viva La Vida is a huge album for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I like everything before that as well. Uh, yep. like I I love all, all of those older albums. Um and then I think they were just I think Viva La Vida is like it's perfect. Just Ambience and Brian Eno and mm. um and it's not it's just not pop. Yeah, it's so interesting. They just sort of it felt like they really did whatever they wanted. Um <laughs> when they, they,
0: you listen they, back to it, like the streets of something
1: uh like, cemeteries of London. And,
0: yes, yeah, that's right like you listen to these like you've got four songs all mashed up here in different mm-hmm. parts and it's yeah. it makes sense it's not mm. my favorite but yeah you're right about it being very very creative and like they've just kind of gone full out and i suppose like you're saying it's another album that's kind of shocking in some ways it's yeah it's it's, it's, it's meant to kind of Evoke a reaction of like this is different
1: <laughs> for sure it's it's to me it's them it's their most sort of true artistic album. It's also we like we can now do this like we have the the freedom and we're big enough mm. um, that we can just do whatever we want, and you will listen
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting because x and y got that reaction too mm. Because it was very electronic And I remember friends I remember when that came out And friends were like mm, This is too much Too much electronica I want, you know, Russia Blood to the head I yep. want that kind of thing And then X and Y became this iconic album um, Which, you know, has some amazing B-sides as well mm. And just, yeah, very incredible songs Um but it's it's just interesting sometimes people need a bit of time you know before they can kind of really understand, but <laughs>
1: people definitely do need time, yeah,
0: and I mean those like they say are some of the albums you love the most are the ones that take time to get into, so yep. yeah, um, just on you've mentioned like friends around you, like I've seen that you've done like lots of cool gigs with people like that keep coming back in and so you've mentioned your guitarist friend um uh, what was his name again sorry tom yeah now um henry who plays strings is that
1: Uh, frank yeah frank frank
0: frank henry Sorry. yeah (laughs) was he playing on your self-titled as well
1: yes he was yeah yeah that's we sort of met around that time and yeah um
0: yeah i really love his solo stuff too i picked up one of his eps and they're great
1: it's yes his eps are beautiful
0: Mm. and um on tour you had Ella Eon Ion um yep eon yep eon and she's she's been releasing her stuff i I have it on my list. it has not arrived at the top yet but um <laughs> yes she, we uh
1: we worked on an album uh, together for a, it took us a very long time to uh to complete i mean she she wrote it obviously mm-hmm. um I just sort of me and Tom produced it, and I sort of mixed it and
0: Nice
1: Uh, Or maybe it was the other way around Maybe he mixed I can't can't remember it all Sort of
0: (laughs) That's waiting Yes Yeah Cool Yeah Okay I'm going to bump that up Because I I (laughs) Saw when that came out I was like Oh I enjoyed her Live When you were playing And I can see she's Got some great chops You know Instrumentally and vocally And obviously on The Christmas albums Which we can touch on more later But like she's stunning her voice is just amazing
1: yeah she's she's very 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 talented
0: that's cool and has she been singing with you for a while or newer
1: um so let me think uh probably started singing at beer shows like five about five years ago um sung on a few songs I worked on her songs sort of mm-hmm. a bit of back and forth she was actually in a band with Frank and that's uh, how oh, I met cool. her um uh I, I, I won't get too personal but we were, we were dating for a long time um mm-hmm. we no longer are so there might be less uh collaborations uh in yep. the future but uh still still a lot of uh we're still great friends so mm-hmm. um I'm very excited to see sort of what Music she she comes out with now because I I don't have to be in the sort of uh, <laughs> in the weeds of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's totally fair. Yeah, I'm just checking out her back catalogue and there's some. I remember this Christmas track coming out. Uh, I got to check that out again. That looks cool.
2: Yes, yeah, great
0: one. It sounds like you've got a great scene. This is in Adelaide, right?
1: Yes. Yep.
0: Yeah. I didn't know whether you were somewhere in South Australia or or directly in Adelaide, but. That's that's neat that you've got so many great kind of musicians that you keep kind of catching up with and writing yeah. music and that yeah, sort I've, of thing.
1: I've I've been very lucky with uh who I've got to collaborate with over the over the years. There's some great people here. There's also like some incredible jazz musicians in Adelaide. Um hmm. so I've yeah, I've been really lucky to work with a couple of them. That's great.
0: Yeah. Um so I wanted to talk about Uh, Now there are some things that will change. Um, Cool title now also reflecting on, you know, what you've talked about it, you know, doing something a bit surprising and that sort of thing. Um, This is a much, what feels like to me, a much bigger album, even though it's only two more tracks, it felt (laughs) like there were so many new parts. Like I remember watching the The live stream you had for the (laughs) album launch Even though I I couldn't quite, you know Hear every part, that sort of thing I'd heard the album a lot by then But I could see, like, you've got modular synthesis Going on in the introduction, and I remember And you've just got all these, like, string parts And brass and and, you know Massive harmonies and all this sort of thing Was this a much bigger (coughs) beast to kind of put together Than self-titled?
1: it was because i think i knew more about what i was doing as far as production goes um mm. and so did tom who produced it with me and i think it was it's one of those things where the first album was really just me arranging songs in a very natural sort of band with orchestral instruments, this is mm. it. And yeah. it's very, there's nothing extra. This was like, well, yeah. I can do whatever I want, can't I? Like, like producing music is sort of, uh, <laughs> you know, there, there's no restraint and now we sort of have the tools. So mm. I, I think it was, yeah, it's just a lot more free and it's, it's not constrained to any, like oh, we need a drum kit and an electric guitar here. I could, I would just be like, well, why don't we just have the like sax do these parts, and why don't we have um synths and electronic drums? It was just sort of whatever served the song more than anything. Mm. I think.
0: Yeah, and that makes sense because if you think about self-titled, like each song is kind of a song. Like it feels mm. like there is a verse and chorus and a bridge and a, you know. And that sort of thing. It's kind of complete in and mm-hmm. of itself. Mm-hmm. Whereas I look at the track list of now there are some things that will change. And I, you know, there are these connecting songs, Orange Juice and Falling, you feel like, you know, that mm-hmm. link songs together that are kind of connected but their own thing. And and you've also brought in a lot of new production things, like with the auto tune and the mm-hmm. kind of crunchy, um, um, uh, death breast drums on autumn kind of thing you've got these yeah much much more complex elements um and sometimes that can be a bit daunting i can do anything
2: yes
0: (laughs) did it take a like did this album just take longer to write because you were reigning in these ideas or did it take about the same amount of time to write like
1: i think it took longer to to I don't know, did it take longer to write? It it took longer to produce. Right. You know, yeah. like like it it took so long to get things feeling like each song feeling like a song. You know? Right. It, yeah. It it really like I would have drums in I I'd, I'd scrap them and and put electronic drums in and then Three months later, I'd be like, "This song just isn't working," and I I take all drums out, you know, and and then you <laughs> well now that bass sounds stupid, so let me replace that with a with a violin or you know, and so it was very, uh, like you know, it, it, yeah. it was fun though. It was it was like a great process, um, but also I never, I don't know, I never felt. And I didn't – with the first album, I never feel happy or like anything is complete at all. It's just Mm. like, okay, I guess let's just release this now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is really hard mixing those different elements in a way that feels legitimate. Um, Yes. Like the times when I've tried to mix like electronic and acoustic sources, sometimes it's just too hard and I do one Mm. or the other. Like – you know, when you're mixing these different elements, like I was saying at the beginning of I Remember, you you come out of this like synthy arp thing to these like live drums and then you've got this kind of like keys part with the sax, like all of... And then it suddenly changes into your vocal. Like there's, there's so many different elements there that have to feel like they fit and they blend well. And, yeah, I can imagine that taking a long time.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was...
0: <laughs> yeah. So you're doing that all kind of yourself in terms of your arranging and production, but you'll do you record stuff in a studio or do you mainly record at home or like?
1: It's, you know, the majority is at home, uh, yeah. which is a, it's sort of basic studio and then, you know, it depends, like drums and saxophones and trumpets and things I'll try and do in a real studio yeah. if I can. But, you yeah. know, it just, it doesn't, it honestly, it doesn't matter these days Uh, there is especially when you're trying to uh, if 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 the idea and the concept of that album was very uh lo-fi is probably a bit simplified but there's no uh it's like when you listen to twenty to a million it doesn't really matter uh if something is cooked (laughs) and it's it's all about melody and it's all about texture. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. if the drums are recorded in my bedroom, well, we can just like use that rather yeah. than be afraid of that. You can go, well, let's like put it through this distortion and mm. let's compress it like this. And let's, you know, and so… It was a really, you know, it's, that's a fun way of doing things. It doesn't always work because not everyone is as talented as like Justin Vernon or Sufjan. So, mm. you know, I'm, uh, you're trying to replicate those sort of people yeah. or, or be inspired by them and then you're like, wait, I'm not as good. And you release an album and it's, you know, you're still proud of it. But, you know, yeah. it doesn't, doesn't live up.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. And I more meant that like you had the freedom to kind of tweak all the time whereas in a studio mm-hmm. you are kind of at the mercy of your engineer of like what can i try but you know when you're doing stuff at home you can flip back and forth take things out mm-hmm. put things back in and you mentioned Sufjan so i was looking at the you know the liner notes of Javelin and it's like he did everything
1: yes pretty yes, much
0: did. at yeah. home i'm just like how do you get that great a sound I mean, that's what comes from having a huge career and doing this all the time. Yeah, man, so prolific. Oh man,
1: he is. Yes,
0: I can't. Like, I have barely been able to keep up with his releases. You know, meditations and all that sort of thing. It's just there's so many things, and even I still got javelin. I picked it up before it was out, and I've still got it waiting in the wings to properly dive. Mm -hmm. Like I just, you know, I've kind of touched on it a bit, but you know. I really want to. Anyway, that's a side note, but <laughs> it's yeah.
2: a good side note.
0: Yeah, it's um yeah. That's cool. I mean, just what are, what do you want to say about this album? Like, you know, now there are some things that will change like this is a big thing and it's it's beautiful like, you know, what are your favorite things on it? Like what's mm. What did you love a lot about it and like hope that people kind of get out of it or something like that?
2: Hmm. That's,
1: that's an interesting question. I, what do I, cause, cause I really, I, I don't really think about uh, the audience. Um, mm. And, and I, I really do try and just write things for me and for my enjoyment and then hopefully that that sort of integrity and honesty will just uh, hopefully it just translates mm. and there are people that connect with that and that I think that happens a lot of the time um, f- with music, with with film, whatever it is. Mm. If you're just uh, <laughs> if you're just honest and telling the truth, then there'll be someone or there'll be a group of people that will be like yeah I get this or this yeah, this sort yeah. of speaks to me um i think i like uh the uh, i i think i like my my sort of <laughs> my song my m- melodic ideas and i think it's more mature than my my first stuff Mm. I, 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 for the most part, I, mm. I, I think that there's stuff on it that the highs are higher than anything I'd done, mm. um, yep. and the lows might be lower than anything, but I, I, I just think there's something to me that it feels like me. It mm. really does that album. It feels like a part of me, and it feels like a true expression. And I, I think the stuff before always and still does feel very uh there is a bit of like embarrassment like i feel like a child <laughs> you know mm. i feel like yeah. that's that's really just young bray and yep. and that one still feels like okay there's some like there's some real truth and i was really trying to mm. to tell the truth here um and and also like dealing with things like longing and nostalgia and things that I'm still mm. dealing with and so yep. it feels closer to home um, mm. th- than the, the other stuff I'd I'd written in the past. Mm.
0: I love the the opening of Remember you know like I like I love my friends you know and it's mm. it is that remembering and it's the kind of it felt yeah it it feels like your music is always giving me memories and so mm. yeah that's that's cool and like I mean, that's a natural thing when looking back on your body of work. <laughs> yeah, like this is this is me now. I feel mature. And I look well, back and I go, Oh, I don't <laughs> feel as mature when I listen to those other things. But
1: it's also just you know. that like there's a huge difference in being like twenty, you know, like twenty seven, twenty eight mm. to being twenty two. There is there's such a change that happens mm. and I think it's more in line with like who I am now. It's yeah. yeah
2: yeah
0: yeah no that's cool and that's very fair and and like i mean it's hard for me yeah to to say and i don't like again i don't want you to feel like you have to you know nail it down to one thing you know it's just that it's your baby and you know there are there are things you want to really convey with it and um i should like i asked josh i was like you got any questions and he's like ah. Oh, it's tricky, but he, he keeps telling me like this this album is it. like And so, you know, you've obviously connected with him on, <laughs> on that level too. And oh, I, I mean, obviously I love it too, but it's just, it's different. It's interesting like maybe, it is. It, you know, you I don't hear a younger Bray on beer. I just mm. hear songs. And in the same yeah. way, like, you know, Justin Vernon will hear like Blood Bank EP and be like, you know yeah even though there's some great stuff and we appreciate it it's just it's interesting looking back on a life of music and so
1: absolutely yeah back to I,
0: that back I, to I'm that sorry. microphones track i was mentioning you should check yeah. that out it's a really interesting 44 minute song okay. about him <laughs> reflecting upon his kind of career and yeah. uh, and um him reflecting on kind of the things he's written about then and now and how that changes so awesome. just a random plug um <laughs> Before I kind of just talk about a few future thi- uh no, actually I do. You, the last kind of release I wanted to ask you about was your Christmas albums, which just <laughs> kind of popped out. Uh, were yeah. not seemingly nowhere, but like, uh, no, you've never done any Christmas stuff before, and then suddenly you drop us what like twenty six tracks?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two well, hours. That
0: was. Has this been a long? term thing you've wanted to do like is this something <laughs> that just kind of happened like that's a lot of music to record quickly if it just came to mind <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's been a dream and it's been in the back of my mind for a very long time
2: mm. and i've
1: had a lot of people uh, like adelaide friends over the mm. years that have been Always every year, like where's the Christmas album? Where, you know, and I don't know where that came from. Um, I think they all know how much I love Christmas. I'm I, like it. It's it's sickening how how passionate I am about Christmas. And Josh would uh, say
0: the same thing about me. I started listening to Christmas music in July, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I have a bit of that in me. I'm like always just watching all the films, reading the books, like. I've always been obsessed. Sufjan's albums I've always been crazy about. And actually one of the first ever things that I did under the name Bière was about about 11 years ago and it was called A Bière Christmas and it was sort of like a a little carols I did with myself and a bunch of friends and we did it at a friend's farm and just played probably 10 folk carols. Um, That's awesome. And, and it was so much fun and everyone like, had a great time. It was beautiful. And I think that sort of was always in my head and it was in other people's minds here. Like, hey, what? aren't you the Christmas guy? So, <laughs> <laughs> every, you know, the thing is though, like recording and writing and arranging music, it takes a long time. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't sort of get on that by you know like april or something usually like yeah. oh, it's too it's too late i can't <laughs> do a christmas album and then you don't you know think about christmas and then it's like just every yeah, year it yeah, about, it's a Ugh. cycle <laughs> and it was and then same thing last year same thing happened I, I just let it get away from me and i think it got to like maybe july or august and I just sort of looked at my calendar and I just mapped it out, and I was like, "Look, if I work for you know, like twelve hours a day every day <laughs> and and I just go harder than I've ever gone, I can do this and so I spent about two months just of it was just chaos and <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't toe in even. the water with an EP. Just no double was, album. Yeah, I was like, I got it. And the the <laughs> thing is, it didn't. It started as the idea was one, and then I I kept writing new ideas or hearing a song and going, well, I have to. Add, that has to be on it. And mm. then you know, Ella wrote a couple of songs. She'd show me a song. Like, well, that has to be on the album. And then <laughs> I'd accidentally write a song, and oh no, and so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just like that. And then I I think I, I only probably finished that at the maybe mid November I finished. Um and I mixed it all and and then uh yeah, we released it. So, you know, a lot of fun and I'm so happy yeah. I did it and um, you know, it's it's so fun to have that in the world.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, and I think uh, more than just getting it done. Like you've you've put the beer spin on these carols. Like very much so. Like when I listen yes. to Angels and Joy to the World, like it you've you've conveyed like it in your sound. Like <laughs> it it's great. And I was I was listening to it again the other day. I haven't listened to volume two again yet. I just listened to volume one. And I remember hearing things like Can't You Hear the Angels Dancing on the Roof? Which I was like, this is great. Like these feel like those north american carols uh what's the one like we need a little christmas right this very minute yeah. <laughs> like yeah and it was i too you know have adored the Sufyan christmas albums and i can hear obviously a bit of that in this but they're by no means like you know carbon copies like i love the dil- different you know you write a christmas song in such a different way and lights came down is a very beautiful song and i think a lot of people resonated with that it was uh yeah i was just listening oh, to that you. the other day going that's a very cool piece of work so i'm going to give this even more time this uh <laughs> christmas season thank i know you. it's like not even done october
1: i i think as well i i i know that people like uh that the first album um mm. and and they like those arrangements and and that style the the sort of orchestral style and yeah. and the post rock i guess and i uh I just felt in the last few years, hey, I actually sort of know how to arrange this now. <laughs> Whereas yeah. back then I didn't and I know how to engineer better and I know how to mix better. And so like I feel mm. like maybe I could do that <laughs> sound again for people yeah. on the Christmas album um, and actually do it a bit more justice. So, yeah. so I yeah. think it, it is like the recordings and the the mixes and stuff are actually probably better than uh, the self-titled uh, but mm, they still yeah. give you that, you know, that raw sort of, uh, I guess, like arcade fire funeral, yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, yeah, vibe, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And you're able to do it quicker and more efficiently. Yes. Not to like treat it as a thing to just tick off, but you're you've got a a vision in mind that you're not kind of caught up in the like, how do I actually do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. Because I was amazed when you dropped these. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Too long. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Oh, man. It takes me. I mean, I'm in a different situation, but it takes me months to release like a single song. (laughs) It depends if it's a song with vocals. Yes, it takes a while.
1: My life is very, very easy. So.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. No, that's great. I mean, I get to be on the receiving end of your music, so I got no qualms. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, like, you've got this great back catalogue and it's been really enjoyable re-listening to it just over the past few days. Um, Just kind of going through and like, oh, oh, yes, I remember this and that sort of thing. Like, what's kind of next for Bier and that sort of thing? Like, what's... <laughs> what I mean, you don't have to give away the secrets. You've got this vinyl coming out. Like, I have hopes for a you know Sydney tour again, but uh, you know, tours um, are hard.
1: Yes, look, I what shall I say?
0: You don't have to say anything but i no, uh, Look, look,
1: I've been I've been quite open in this chat so I might as well continue. <laughs> uh, I'm, you can take was, out anything from this convo yeah. you've been in. Oh yeah, let me edit. Um I oh, you know, I look. I am hoping to play shows again. I haven't probably played a show for a year now, mm-hmm. maybe maybe even a bit more. Um I'm I'm really looking forward to hopefully playing like hopefully early next year um, touring Australia, hopefully playing some America shows and nice. ho- hopefully in England. And I just want to mm. sort of, um, I just want to really get back into that side of things and, and meeting, mm. meeting people and, and, and also as I'm, I've been writing nonstop for the last probably four months. Um, I really would just want to, you know, see how some of that that stuff is like feels live. I've yeah. never done that before. I'm always yeah, just cool. straight into the recording, and I think this time I just want to uh, see how it feels and how people respond.
2: So. Mm.
0: That's cool. Yeah, that's always interesting when like because I uh, I don't know um not every band does it, but like fans like Godspeed You Black Emperor. I know there are songs that they would play and modify and pe- like the fans would come up with the name for the song and then <laughs> you know eventually it gets formed into something that comes on an album. That's very different being post-rock, but that's cool. Yeah, kind of getting getting people's seeing people's reaction in real time.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just I think thinking about music, you know, as you you learn and grow and work with different people and record and play shows and see shows, just seeing music in, in different ways. And at the moment I'm just sort of seeing it in, I guess, a in a real singer-songwriter folk mm. context and going, well, am I even capable of this? I want to try it, I think. I mm. want to see what it's like, just me and a, and a guitar.
0: Yeah, cool. Yeah, because all, all the shows I've seen of yours, you've got, Quite,
1: you've got not
0: huge bands, but you've got a solid band behind you.
1: <laughs> it's they can be huge. I mean, I think the smallest I've played with is four, and then biggest is probably about 13. Um, because <laughs> nice. they all protect me, <laughs>
0: you know, it's it's fine. I mean, like, I didn't get that vibe that you were hiding away at the Horden, but uh, and also noticed you like you had a bunch of things that you're triggering too, so there's also. A lot going on behind the scenes and tracks.
1: Yes, and I'm trying to, trying to get away from that for a little while and just see. Yeah, um, I, fair. yeah,
0: Nice. That's very exciting. Well, you know, all the best to you as you do that because that's big. It's, uh, yeah, it's a lot of work. But, you know, it seems like you have uh, a lot of listeners around the world as they look on Spotify and see those four million plays on him, uh, <laughs> which is lovely. That was I mean I never really did quite understand with with um him and um uh Grey's Anatomy. They just picked it up. Like how did that work?
1: Uh yeah, yeah. They um they asked me to to star in in the show as the main character. I said no, but you can really? uh, wow. you can use my song. No, no, no. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, okay. No, no. Uh, I'm kidding around. Uh I don't know no. anything about
0: Grey's Anatomy, man. I don't watch TV. <laughs>
1: No, like, nor, nor do I. Nor okay, do I. Cool. Uh, so I. I I, I, Josh, I think my sis- I sound like an idiot. <laughs> Don't edit it. I think my <laughs> I think my sister liked that show when I was about eight years old. So I didn't I didn't know it still existed, but yeah. they emailed me and and they used it and uh, yeah, that was great.
0: That's <laughs> very cool. That's nice. And do you feel like you know it's given you a bit of traction of like when you release stuff? kind of it's going out to a wider audience or is it just kind of no
1: okay no not at all (laughs) okay that's okay
0: such is streaming (laughs) yes single tracks only oh i just found lost leo through your spotify page i'm gonna
1: follow perfect perfect
0: um so like we've talked a little bit about it and just to kind of round it out like i know you listen a ton to stuff like is there any you know, this is the, what we're listening to show. Is there like something you want to tell people like, listen to this, this is great. You know, is there something that you've been listening to or many things?
2: Oh,
1: um, I, you know, it's interesting when I'm, when I'm writing, um, I, I really just listen to my, myself mm-hmm. over and over and over again, all my demos and my voice memos, um, <laughs> uh but i've 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 been listening to this playlist I, I made which i i don't do often listen to playlists but i made it as a sort of reference playlist hmm. um so this year i've really just been on that a lot of the time um it's not not the one that i i posted and you've obviously okay. listened to it's a a lot sadder um just a very sad <laughs> very sad folk playlist of just...
0: Lots of uh, Andy shelf.
1: No, yeah, I should actually add some Andy. Uh, <laughs> but no, lots of lots of just stuff that's not very happy. Um, that's fine. You don't have to share about it. <laughs> and uh, so there's that. And then I listen to a lot of music that's really... that makes me feel intense emotions so i listen to a lot of like i still listen to hardcore music i listen to every time i die um i've got a great album called radical (laughs) if you Mm. like screamo music it's quite a heavy album but it's it makes me excited um Mm. and i listen to you know i listen to jazz to feel things um you know coltrane or there's a great band called the Shaolin Afronauts mm-hmm. from Adelaide. And they released, it was like late last year, they released like uh, five albums called right. the Fundan- Fundamental Nature of Being. Um, and that's just beautiful. And it, oh yeah, everyone has to sort of check that out. At least, at least put it on in the house or something while you're, you're cooking or something. And, um, and yeah, lots of Mark Kozilek and the Red House Painters and, like, I don't know, really singer songwriting stuff, but there's, mm. there's just nothing. Oh, and you know what? I, I, I tend to listen to like every day. There's two albums I listen to like every morning, <laughs> which is um, one is God Save the Animals by, uh, what's his name? Uh, you know,
0: I'm looking it up
1: God Save the Animals Alex by Alex G. Alex G um, took me a really long time to get into Alex G mm. and then when it, when it clicked, it just clicked and that album to me is just, oh, I, I can't even describe how much I love it. And People it have ca-
0: recommended Alex G before and i was a bit similar, like I've listened and not quite clicked yet, but I will give that one a go.
1: I, I highly recommend that and I also every morning... I listened to uh, uh, Francis and the Lights, um, Just For Us. Uh, And that is just like a perfect, you know, pop. It's hard to define pop if it's even a genre. I would say it's like a Mm -hmm. sort of perfect post-pop or like alternative pop album where it's got the elements of pop sonically but he's just a better songwriter or something. It's just cooler. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i was
0: he i heard one of those tracks on that playlist i was listening to um yeah. which one was it uh, let me, no, think right now. i recognize that album cover oh huh, it came up but i can't see it now tear anyway. it up
1: i've got it here yeah yeah, yeah i can see up. that
0: yeah. yep nice i didn't know like i don't know these artists but they sound cool and I'm gonna check about I mean there Francis were a lot of is, things on the playlist. Oh. I was like, oh yeah, of course, Bonnie Ver and Sigaros and and um yeah. Phoebe Bridges and the National and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um but I I a couple I really liked were Lizzie McAlpine, Little Bit of Everything. Dark oh, that, very interesting. Oh,
1: that that is that's heartbreaking, that song. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And um also um yeah, I'll never forget you, Francis and the Lights. That was lovely. Mm-hmm. And black perch; those were the ones I kind of noted.
1: Oh, for. black perch! Incredible, yes, yes. Yeah. Kozalek. so or oh, Sun Kill Moon. Um, yeah, he's one of my favourite songwriters. But yeah, Francis is uh, just a, a he's he's a genius. But he's also you listen to him, and if if I think for some people you just are like, I get this guy. Like there's something about him that is so beautiful. Mm. There's something you can like hear his soul in his music and there's something so earnest and sweet about this man. Mm. And, and I don't know, it's just so interesting because it's juxtaposed to this like insane pop production that he can do because right, he's yeah. been producing pop and he's been producing Kanye and working with wow. Bon and James Blake and stuff for all of these years. He just has <laughs> the chops. Crazy. But, yeah, oh, incredible.
0: Very nice. I noticed you also had um, a track from Swim Inside the Moon, which is probably a near perfect Acoustic singer songwriter album for me, yeah. Um, that is just one of the most beautiful albums. I I haven't been able to connect with his other albums as much as that mm-hmm. one. There was just something about it. The like rawness yes, of the tape. I feel
2: the same.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah I know I that exactly
0: the, the he's got boil and trouble, toil and trouble out. I've been meaning to get to it, but yeah, man, that album. So, no, thank you. Um, I, everything that you've mentioned, I'm going to ask you to like send me links because I want to put everything in the show notes and like, if you want to put together another playlist, I'll put that in the show notes too. (laughs) Whatever you want. I'd love to share.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I love, I love sharing music with people and I imagine the people that listen to this podcast, uh, enjoy listening to albums. So,
0: yeah. Yes. Um,
1: so I just
0: wanted to, I don't know, like there's other things we could chat about, but I don't want to la- overlabor it. Was there like any kind of, any things that you feel like, ah, oh, this is something I want people to notice or like, because you've mentioned like, I don't know, I mentioned it before, like you're, a lot of your influences like Tolkien and Twin Peaks and mm-hmm. uh, I've been watching Eraserhead lately uh, <laughs> to try so and good. get into uh, Lynch and yeah you know I watched his Dune <laughs> ages ago and, okay because okay. it it's so bad
1: I think I think Dune and Eraserhead are interesting starting points to get into Lynch I don't know <laughs> if I'd recommend them as the first point uh, I don't know
0: why but I really enjoyed Dune like it was just so bombastic and 80s but also yes. the sci-fi elements are still interesting, regardless of yeah, how weirdly sure. it's presented. Like when sure. I read it later on, it connected still, even though it's like sting in, you know, <laughs> taking you out of the world of Dune. Yeah,
1: it's the least Lynch film that, or TV show that Lynch has made. I will say that right. much. Like it's probably the, the not the best. Um, yeah, it's not a great intro because he didn't have uh, final cut on that and he does oh, okay. on basically everything else.
0: Right. Now, are you, I've, you've told me I need to see Twin Peaks. Why is that?
1: I'll, I'll tell everyone that. Great. And, uh Twin Peaks is a huge part of why I wrote my second album. Um, I would say mm-hmm. Tw- Twin Peaks and Blonde by Frank Ocean. Okay. Uh sort of uh, they both had such a big impact on me and reframed the way I like think about things in general. Mm. Um, And both of them I think have this like deep, they have like inherent truth within them that I don't even know if Frank or David Lynch are aware of, Mm. but they're in there. And so in, in now there are some things that will change i was referencing both of those a lot Mm. and 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 i i just think there is something i i recently re-watched twin peaks all of it because a really good friend of mine was like all right man i've got some time i got a few weeks off can like i want to watch it all let's watch it together so we watched it all together and he was blown away and every every time he'd watch an episode he'd be texting me all these notes and like wow like what's with David Lynch how does he know this what how does he get life on this level like yeah. i you know yeah cuz me and my friend we you know we think about stuff and we we love uh philosophy but we're also we're Christians and we 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 think about and talk about things on a pretty deep level. Mm. And he's like why does Lynch just understand these deep truths? Mm. And I think that's why you should watch it is cuz it's it's something else. It's it's like no one else has ever been and he, it's like Lynch doesn't even quite know what he's doing. He's just doing his transcendental <laughs> meditation and coming up with ideas. And you're like, wow, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's it's like magic. It's crazy. So, um, highly recommend Twin Peaks to everyone. And look, season two, you might struggle through, but just do it.
0: Twenty two episodes there. <laughs> yep.
1: You you might struggle through the center of that, and and then just push through and get to the return, the third season, and it'll it'll just blow your mind.
0: Do I watch so, the the film too? Firewalk with me.
1: Uh, do it, but we, as with a lot of Lynch's work, like you know, uh, look, I I'm I grew up on horror movies and and I've seen some dark stuff and I'm not really too affected by it. But I would say if you are, just you know, uh, err on the side of caution. It's it's definitely it gets dark and it gets brutal and messy and some of his but i think it's important like his mm. work is full of that it's full of like tragic and ominous dark evil things but mm. it's it's very important to his work it's very important to you know to the art that he's into and i think it's it's just important to 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 sort of see that because he's not going, I love this. He's going, this is awful and everyone Mm. needs to know. Like you need to know how dark things can get to be able to sort of really um, uh, appreciate the light side of uh, life, but of his work. Mm. So,
0: Well, it's interesting because every time, so when it's around this time of the year, I often like listening to, Edgar Allan Poe or something like that, like audiobooks mm. and stuff. And horror always seems to be some sort of cautionary tale. Like it's mm-hmm. the modern Aesop's fable. Like there's a, yep. there's a story, there's a meaning. Like Mary Shelley, you know, the Transfiguration and Frankenstein. There is so mm-hmm. much to uncover there about human-like nature, mm-hmm. you know. I learned more in hum- uh, in Frankenstein about you know, how to encourage someone who, like when Victor is learning about um kind of sciences and that sort of thing and he's interested in something that's not fruitful, his dad mm-hmm. kind of spurns it rather than explaining, oh, it's not great because of this. And I just love the way in the midst of horror the writers are often trying to say something very true about all sorts of things and that's why like I'm only halfway through a razor head I take ages but I'm I'm enjoying (laughs) the fact that Lynch is talking about fatherhood yes and the strangeness of that you know yes and you know I am still new to the game but fatherhood is very strange and Mm -hmm. his you know his metaphor in that like he's done a really good job of portraying that strangeness and the kind of horror of being responsible for a life mm. and so you're right about him being able to say true things and yeah yeah and I'm, I'm down for learning true things so yeah that that's sounds, it that sounds cool i'll it's always the length of things which i struggle with and uh i'm much better with audio <laughs> than visual but i i you know it's it's on the list
1: <laughs> so you're not rushing out to see killers of the flower moon this week
0: Oh, I know that you like that. Is that correct? I saw something about it. It looks <laughs> uh, so intense.
1: I, I love Scorsese. So, and I, I, I love long movies. Like, I'm not a, I, I'm happy to watch a three hour movie anytime. So,
0: yeah. I don't yeah. have a problem with uh, long movies if I can commit to it. I'm, I'm yes. totally fine with that. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, yeah, long audio is great for me because I can do it in installments. It's just the yes. face of life thing. But no, I, you know, if it's, if it's all you describe it to be, I will check out Twin Peaks and I will update you. <laughs> awesome.
1: Everyone should try it at least. And if, if people try and they can't get through it, that's fine. That's happened uh, to a lot of my friends and I get it. Yeah. Like I, I'm not, I, 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 it's not like some things where I go, what are you talking about? Like you have, like, you know, breaking bad everyone should should be able to watch it whereas twin peaks some people it's just not for them and that's okay like yeah. i can understand fair enough
0: nice uh, it's i mean this is kind of you know this is not the end of the conversation but like these are very some some very interesting things and i kind of like <laughs> yeah sorry i hope it's not the wrong place to talk about that i want to wrap it up well but you know <laughs> <laughs> no, it's that's fine. really interesting, nonetheless, because, it, like, like you say, it, it's it's all part of the place from which you write, and yeah, you know, it's it's all very connected, and I think that you know, in every time that I hear about musicians who listen a lot and read a lot and watch a lot, they're the ones who are writing brilliant music, um, but if you kind of just kind of seclude yourself and be like I can't be influenced it's like well you're not going to have a lot to discuss <laughs> and so <laughs> yes, it, yeah. it sounds like you've got a lot to discuss and it will probably I'll, I'll tell you what I think if I get through Twin Peaks and I re-listen to now there are some things that will change whether I notice
1: more things <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd hope so but you know, yeah um, it's it's once again it's not about necessarily like for the references are fun for me yeah. but they're also not necessarily important if people get them it's it's more yeah. that i'm like i saw a truth or a an interesting idea and in something that he said
0: yeah no you that's know? yeah that's totally cool and that's totally fair yeah no it's not like easter egg things I, I mean more like you know it's nice to also have context i like having context for things so
1: Yes, actually, I'm just quickly. Say, go. If, if you start talking about Twin Peaks, I will never shut up. But um, I was watching the uh, the episode in which uh, one of the characters in Twin Peaks says, "Now there are some things that will change," and right, and my my friend I was watching it with gasped <laughs> like he was just <laughs> it's like, oh, "Is that?" Oh, you that's know, where and, it's from. And once you've watched like 50 hours of Twin Peaks and you get to that moment and how big it is, I think it is, it is nice.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Because I remember you hid some of the stuff for the album teaser in the video of some like driving down a spooky drive. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I thank you. I think uh, you and Josh were the only people uh, on the earth to engage with any of my my puzzles. But. Well,
0: only because you gave me a hint. Like I, I was like, "What am I doing?" I clicked the website link and I don't know where to go. Yeah, and you sent a link, and so I was like, "Oh, okay." And then it was something on the Oscars announcement for Lord of the Rings. So two favourites that, that made connections. Look, hey, it's fun. I like engaging with stuff like that. Um, so. Thanks for me too making it fun. Hey, look, um, thank you so much for chatting this long. I, I, um, I probably need to go soonish, but I do appreciate you staying longer as well and no, no, and chatting through Thanks all this. You know, it's been it's been a long time coming. I've been listening to your music. I've wanted to ask you questions, and I'm glad that we kind of found a time that we could do that. And I hope that you know if. All else fails. I can get more people listening to your music and grabbing your vinyls and going to your shows through this interview. And just, um, you know, for listeners out there who you enjoyed your music, getting some other insights into the writing process um, and just kind of what's behind the air. So, yeah, thanks so much, Bray, for coming on the show.
1: No, thank you. Um, thank you so much. Thank- and thanks uh, to, to Josh as well. Just thanks for. I guess, all of the, the support and the, uh, you, you know, you've been mentioning my music on the pod for a long time and I really appreciate it. Um,
0: we have our, our podcast favourites who we come back to all the time.
1: <laughs> no, it's very kind and, uh, yeah, no, really appreciate it. It's good to know that someone um, is interested and someone is listening. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, it's nice. I'm sure, I assure you there are a lot of people listening from what I can hear. So take heart no that's uh that's great i'm gonna say goodbye formally and then i will stop recording but i'm not saying goodbye just yet if that makes sense
1: yep that's fine yeah
0: so thanks so much bray um yeah all the best with what's next very very excited and thank you all listeners for listening in for all those who are and do check out everything that uh, Bray has mentioned in terms of inspiration, things to listen to. Everyone should go binge, bo- uh, binge Twin Peaks, I suppose, and <laughs> and do grab vinyls before they are gone. So check them out. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much,
1: Bray. I'll catch you awesome. around. Thanks, Asha. Talk soon. I-